Hello, everyone. Welcome to our midweek online Bible class. We're looking at Jesus as the greater and superior to all from Hebrews. This time we're looking at how Jesus is greater and superior to the angels. Our text for this lesson is Hebrews 1, 4 through 14. Now, as you turn to Hebrews 1, 4 through 14, I want to review for just a little bit what we learned last week about the evidence of why Jesus is greater and superior to all. There's no one who even comes close to the exaltation of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so Hebrews uses a lot of Old Testament scriptures, which obviously means that the people he was writing to were well acquainted with the Old Testament passages. And he uses these Old Testament passages to tell us about who the Messiah is and then to point to the fact that Jesus is the Messiah, the one who fulfills the Old Testament. In the first four verses of Hebrews, Christ's work as mediator is described in terms of a threefold office. He is both prophet, priest, and king. And you see that threefold office in the first few verses of Hebrews. He's the prophet through whom God's final word has been spoken to us. God spoke to us long ago through the fathers and the prophets in many and various ways. And in these last days, he has spoken to us in his son. He is the prophet. He is the priest, the priest who makes purification for our sins. And when he made those purifications for our sins, now here's the third office, See the king part. He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So he's spoken of as the king who's enthroned on the right hand of the majesty on high. Jesus is the priest, the prophet, and the king, that Messiah who fulfills all of those three offices of the Old Testament. Now I want you to bear that in mind as we continue throughout our series. But I want you to realize that in the first few verses of Hebrews chapter 1, 1 through 4 that we looked at last week, that there is great evidence that Jesus is greater and superior to all. Now, as we look at verse 4 through 14, we're going to look at how Jesus is greater and superior to the angels. So follow along, please, as I read these verses to you. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You're my son, today I've become your father? Or again, I will be his father, and he will be my son. And again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, Let all the God's angels worship him. In speaking of the angels, he says, He makes his angel spirits and his servants flames of fire. But about the son, he says, your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. He also says in the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will wear out like a garment, but you'll roll them up like a robe, like a garment they will be changed. But you will remain the same, and your years will never end. 
To which of the angels did God ever say, sit in my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are not all the angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who inherit salvation? Now, I wanted to point out seven reasons why Jesus is greater and superior to the angels. And I want to go back to verse 4 and look at his name. Notice, he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. You know, in the Bible, a name indicates the essence of a person, the reputation of a person. That's why we're told in the Ten Commandments to never take the name of the Lord in vain. And so when we are told that the Son has inherited a more excellent name than the angels, it is saying that the Son is supreme in His essence and in His work. He shares the very being of God. Remember earlier, He's the exact representation of God's being. This Son, the mediator, has achieved His exaltation, the supreme name of Son and Lord. The Lord Jesus Christ, the name which is supreme here, is the name of the Son, and it distinguishes Him from the angels. Now it says, having become much better than the angels. Now what in the world does that phrase mean? We've already said that in the first three verses, the author of Hebrews argues the Son is equal with God. He is eternal. So how can you talk about the eternal Son having become much better than the angels? Well, here's what it means. That Christ was exalted by the Father as a result of His perfect completion of the work of redemption on our behalf. And that in of itself, is the consequence of the eternal covenant which God the Father and God the Son made before the foundation of the world for the sake of yours and my salvation. It's an amazing thing that's being emphasized here. The Lord Jesus Christ earned the right to receive His inheritance by His obedience, and that is going to be stressed throughout and emphasized throughout this entire writing of Hebrews. For example, in Hebrews 5, verse 8, it says, Although he was a son, he learned obedience from the things which he had suffered. And here it tells us that the reason why he did this was to purchase us through his blood, through his work. By the way, that is why we cannot talk about earning our own salvation. How can we earn what Christ has already earned for us? How can we add to what Christ has already given us? Christ works for our salvation. We receive it by free grace. And that's why it's such an offense to say, well, you know, I think I'm going to go to heaven because of all the great works I've done, of all the great things I've done. Christ earned the salvation for all who believe in Him, and none of us work for our salvation because Christ has worked for our salvation. Now, as I was reading verses 5 through 14, did you notice the many, many references to the Old Testament that shows that Christ is greater and superior to the angels? The Son is the Messiah spoken of by the Old Testament. He is divine, as the Old Testament indicates, and He alone embodies the prophetic, the priestly, and the kingly prophecies about the Messiah in the Old Testament. Now, it's talking about angels here quite a bit in verses 5 through 14. And I think it's interesting that we live in a time where people are preoccupied with angels. 
When you look at the thoughts and the writings of our time about angels, they tend to undercut the work of Christ by attributing a great deal of significance to the angels, particularly when you look at the New Age spiritualism and their teachings that are replete with instructions of how to communicate with your angels, how to get in touch with them, how to use them. And of course, that false doctrine, that error, it's led to a devaluing of the lordship of Jesus Christ. Angels are exalted, and all sorts of angelic appearances are appealed to as the very essence of spirituality, according to these New Age teachings. And that exalting of those angels is one that diminishes and devalues the work of Jesus. If you or you know someone who is into this kind of teaching, please pay close attention to Hebrews, particularly this message about the reasons that Jesus is greater and superior to the angels. And right here in verse 4, verse 4, it starts off, it's because of his name. But here's a second reason. It's found in verse 5. It's because Jesus is the Son of God. He is the only begotten Son of God. He's the unique Son of God. In fact, Hebrews says, For to which angel did God ever say? God never said this to Gabriel. God never said this to Michael. God never said this to any angel. You are my son. Today I have become your father. I will be his father and he will be my son. Now there he quotes from Psalm 2 and from 2 Samuel 7, 14. And what he's telling us is that Jesus is superior and greater to the angels because he is the unique only begotten Son of God. The angels are not the very unique Son of God. Jesus is. And the prophecies of Psalm 2 and 2 Samuel 7, 14 are fulfilled in Jesus. He is superior to the angels. Third reason why Jesus is greater and superior to the angels, because he is served and he's worshipped by the angels. Look at verse 6. Let all the angels worship him. That's a quotation from Psalm 97, verse 7. He continues, In speaking of his angels, he said, He makes his angels spirits and his servants flames of fire. That's again a fulfillment of Psalm 104, verse 4. Angels minister in the service to Jesus. He is their master. They are his servants. And the master is greater than the servants. And they worship Jesus as Lord. Angels are merely his ministers to serve what he wants to be done. They are, they are brilliant. They are bright. They are spirits. They are flames of fire. They are powerful. And they are useful. And that's very important because God doesn't make junk. God doesn't make weak things. He is, he is just saying no matter how exalted or useful or powerful or faithful those angels are, they are merely the servants of the Son who sends them out. They are His ministers. They're like the winds of fire that He sends out to do His bidding. And that's a quote from Psalm 104, verse 4. The point here over and over again is that the Son is the Lord and the master of those angels who serve him, who do his bidding, who worship him. Now here's a fourth reason in verse 8 and 9 why Jesus is greater and superior to the angels. About the Son, 
He, that is God says about the Son that your throne, that is the throne of the Son of God, will last forever and ever. It's eternal. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You will have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, God calls His Son, Jesus, God. Therefore, God, God, Jesus, your God has set above your companions, set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. You look at that. Not only is He greater and superior to the angels because He's the Son of God and has the name above all names, who's worshipped and served by the angels. He's the eternal ruler of the kingdom of God. And once again, this is a fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecy about the Messiah that's found in Psalm 45, 6 through 7. That throne is Jesus' throne. He is God's representative. He's sovereign over the kingdom. He's exalted due to his righteousness. Notice that his incarnate life and work, the perfection of his deed is stressed in this phrase, you have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. This refers to the life of the Lord Jesus Christ and his perfection in his words. His exaltations here, you have anointed him with the oil of gladness above his companions. So both the first part of that quote and the last quote stress that he is more highly exalted than the angels because it speaks of his throne. And you can't say that about the angels. They don't have the throne. God's throne doesn't belong to the angels. It only belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. And the very last sentence of the quote says that he has been anointed with the oil of gladness above his companions. So there is no one on the same par, same level with the Lord Jesus Christ. No angels like that. So these scriptures testify to the very unique and clear Christian claim that Jesus is the divine Messiah foreshadowed in the Old Testament. Now, when you move to verse 10 through 12, here's a fifth reason why Jesus is greater and superior to the angels. He is creator. God also says, In the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear it out like a garment, but you'll roll them up like a robe, like a garment they will be changed. You'll remain the same, and your years will never end. Again, this is a prophecy out of Psalm 102, 25 through 27. And God says about his son, you are the creator. You laid the foundations of the earth. Incidentally, angels are created. Jesus is not created. He is God. So who created the angels? How were the angels created? They were created by Jesus himself. He laid the foundations. It's just like in John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and there was not anything made that He did not make. That anything there includes the angels. He's the Creator, and every good person that knows this, every good angel in heaven knows this, and every good student of the Word of God knows that Jesus is Creator, and He's the one who created the angels. Therefore, He's greater and superior to them. Now, I think you've already noticed that in these times already, we've been looking at these verses, that it clearly refers to Jesus as the one who is very much God. He is God. Refers to that. Look, if you find people who want to call themselves Christians and yet deny the deity of Christ, 
you got to understand that that's a false teacher. You have to take them back to the New Testament and say that was never an option in the early church. All the early Christians, all, all of them agreed that Jesus Christ is God. He's eternal, the exact representation of God's being. You, you can reject the deity of, deity of Christ, but you'll be a non-Christian. And you'll find out that many people will try to be Christians and deny the deity of Christ. In fact, they try to teach in theological school, and some do. And some even preach that do not believe in the divinity and the deity of Jesus Christ. But you've got to understand that this is not what the New Testament teaches. That, In fact, it says that the Antichrist is, is the one who denies that Jesus Christ is Lord. Oh, Jesus Christ is creator, clearly the creator, superior and greater to all the angels. Here's a sixth reason why Jesus is greater and superior to the angels. He's on the right hand of God sitting there. In fact, in verse 13 through 14, to which of the angels did God ever say? And again, the answer is no angel. God never said any of this to any angel. Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. This is from the prophecy of Psalm 110. Jesus is Lord. Our God reigns. Our Lord Jesus Christ reigns. His enemies are put under his feet. He sits at the right hand of God, which is the position of authority and honor and dominion and power in God's kingdom. And that's what Hebrews says about Jesus. In other words, God never promised to the angels the exalted position of the rule in the kingdom that has been promised to the Son. Here God is promising to the son of David and to the Lord Jesus Christ that he will exalt him over his enemies. And so this is the way of speaking about how Christ is to be exalted. When Christ was exalted by God in the ascension, it was God's public way of acknowledging the triumph of Christ in his ministry and that he would ultimately triumph over all his enemies. But look in the second half of verse 14. What are you told there? You're told that the angels in comparison to the one who's exalted are simply ministering spirits sent out to render service for the sake of those who inherit salvation. They're but his servants. And it says, to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand? They're just ministering servants. Which leads to the seventh and final point as to why Jesus is greater and superior to the angels. Because Jesus is the head of the church and the angels minister to the church. Let Look at this, verse 14. Are they not all, he's talking about the angels there, ministering spirits sent out to render service for the sake of those who will inherit salvation. Now notice, these are ministering servants, ministering spirits that are sent out. Who sends them out? Jesus does. To whom are they sent out? For the sake of those who inherit salvation. Who are those who inherit salvation? The church. Jesus sends out his angels to minister for your sake as a Christian. So even his dispersing of the angels to minister is done for your good. And it's another manifestation of Christ's sovereignty. Christ could be a tyrant. Christ could be a dictator. Christ could just simply exert his power. But because of his goodness of his nature, because of his love for us, he uses his power for the good of the church. 
And so even when he, by his sovereignty, sends out the angels, he sends them out for the sake of those who inherit salvation, and that is all who trust in him. Aren't you glad that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Aren't you glad that Jesus is the one who's greater and superior to all? So what have we learned this week? Well, we learned that Jesus is greater and superior to the angels because of the name that he has, the name that's above all names, because he is the unique, only begotten son of God, because the angels are created to serve and they worship him, because he is the eternal anointed king. Jesus is greater and superior to the angels because he is the creator of everything, including the angels. And Jesus is greater and superior because he sits at the right hand of God and he's the head of the church and he uses the angels to minister to the church. Well, I hope this lesson has helped you gain a better understanding of the greatness and the superiority of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May the scriptures we've used tonight in Hebrews strengthen your faith and increase your hope in Jesus Christ.